Welcome everybody to The Real Estate. Um, I'm your host, Byron J. Elliott, and I'm glad to have you here for this episode, for this conversation. This is going to be a really, really exciting uh, day today. We've got a really special guest that I'm excited to present to you in just a few moments, but I just wanted to um, let you know I appreciate you showing up, uh, signing in, clicking on whatever you clicked on to find yourself in this conversation. Um, the Real Estate Show is designed to uh, present facts and some exposure so that we can make good decisions about how to best uh, build and leave legacy for ourselves, even in times like these, even in a pandemic, it's possible to be productive. So I'm excited about the opportunity to come to you with conversations like these. Um, today's topic that we're going to um, kind of lean on today is Afford the issue of affordable housing and how, uh, especially how the faith family, how those who are uh, believers, those who know um, where we stand on those issues, how we can then have impact in our communities, in our context, uh, especially around affordable housing. Um, we may talk about a few other things, but I'm so excited about our, our, our guest today. Um, it's an honor, it's a privilege. Um, coming all the way from the Big Apple, Long Island, New York. Uh, he also happens to be the realest, realest I ever met. Uh, he taught me how to think the way I think. He taught me how to move the way I move. He taught me how to stand the way I stand and wouldn't be where I am today without today's guest. So uh, all the way from Long Island, New York, he's a pastor, he's a bishop, he's an executive, he's an investor, he's a community activist, he's a civil rights uh, leader. He's so many things to so many people. Uh, we're just going to let the interview itself introduce him to you. So uh, real estate family, I want y'all to make some noise for none other than my biological and spiritual dad, uh, Bishop Philip Elliott, but we also know him as Dr. Phil. Uh, so y'all make some noise for him. Hey, there it is. There it is. There it is. Pop, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Hey, old son, how are you? My firstborn, how proud I am of your bold steps you're taking in, uh, in community and in the global setting of life. Thank you, man. They say the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Uh, and my joke, my response has always been it. Sometimes it don't fall off. Uh, well, that's because of modeling and mentoring. Which I see you doing with your own uh, family now, and I'm proud of you and with others in the community, young people and young entrepreneurs. And I'm proud of the work that you're doing that I read about, that I hear about, and that I'm able to observe. Thank you, Pop. That means a lot, man. That means Bless a lot. Bless so we brought Bless you on to the Real Estate um, podcast because um, you kind of gave me the first framework I ever had for the fact that um, ownership uh, is different from uh, living in somebody else's place or working in somebody else's context. And we can own more than what we can use. It's possible for us to own more than what is useful for us and, and then monetize that for our families, man. Talk to me a little bit about over the years, um, opportunities you've seen, maybe when, maybe your first time kind of getting into um, either real estate or investment or those things that you did that are, are, are benefiting our family even to this day? Well, I think that's a good, 
a good entrance. Um, what's underneath my motivation? I want to start with that. Why am I motivated to, um, to understand real estate, use real estate as a gateway into wealth or a gateway out of lack? Uh, when I was a youngster, um, young, young enough to understand, but, to, but young enough not to be able to do anything about it at the time, I saw two family farms uh, taken from us. Uh, one a horse farm, equestrian, and the other an agricultural farm with um, vegetables and fruit trees and, and so forth, grain. And, um, and to, to see my father work it and to have the knowledge of his grandfather, having a, uh, his father, my grandfather, who had um, acquired it and to see it leave the family hands, left a hole in my spirit at an early age Hmm. prior to leaving out of high school and it made, forced me to major in business and get involved and the first thing I did after I got a couple of degrees under my belt and some experience in accounting and background as I at age 25 saw as you may know as you may well remember about uh, 15 parcels of property uh, uh, on this in the same neighborhood contiguous actually basically it was a whole neighborhood and that began my venture into real estate um, to get back at what the devil has stolen from us mm -hmm. and uh, to take back. And it kept going from there. And then we moved into commercial properties, but also the housing that I acquired was affordable housing. And I saw the need in the neighborhood for persons to be able to afford to pay that kind of rent rather than to live just in, you know, in projects or in, you know, in substandard housing. So we did that and we sought to upgrade the property there and we saw the economic advantages of it for the, for the persons who live there as well as me as a young entrepreneur at 25 years of age who just wanted to get back at what had been taken from my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, that I can got me started in uh, real estate and affordable housing and I need, yes. Yeah. yeah, man, I can remember being a little boy in, and I think back in the day, you had a yellow uh, Volkswagen van. I don't know if folk, the, the, the folks nowadays have probably never seen one of those things. But the Volkswagen van, we used to drive down through the roads, and you used to take me to see those houses down on that street. And every now and again, I ride past that same land, and it reminds me of what I, where I come from and what, what, I, what I've known all my life even before I knew what I knew. And, and so, yes. I, you know, I, I think that's really significant um, that you, in the process of doing what you were doing, you didn't leave uh, your, 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 your posterity out of the equation. Uh, no, you, you guys were with me. It was, a, it was a sense of pride, but it was also what had happened with me by rolling with my father and, and being with him. And uh, as he worked the land and as he, uh, made negotiations to sell the grain off of it, but also as he had to fight to keep others from trying to take it. Um, um, sometimes even family members will quarrel about it. But it was um, a sense of pride, um, and as well as it was a sense that I'm helping people. But you know, let me tell you what, what struck me on it is the art of the deal. You know, the art of the deal. I've always been fascinated in, in the deal. Uh, um, 100% uh, financing, yeah. I'm, I'm 25 years of age, 100% financing, um, I think it was at 7% interest at that time when interest rates were kind of high, maybe around 10, 11, 12% at the time, negotiated the interest rate, 
and 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 negotiated it to pay for it at about half of what it was worth. Wow! And uh, and um, and improved it, and so it was equity from day one. And um, and uh, watching the markets, how to survive it during the change in economic upturns and downturns, and what to do. Um, and that was interesting to me, the, the, the art of the deal, how I went in, I was able to go in, uh, my first real big deal and 100% financing, which you almost don't find today uh, in commercial real estate. And the rate was uh, preferred rate and to negotiate the price uh, to a half of what the market value was, the, uh, wow. the, the cost of the property, the price value. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I guess- That was intriguing, that was intriguing. Yeah, that was it, huh? Yeah, that was intriguing. So yeah. it seems like to me, um, there had to be something in you, and I heard you mention a little bit of it um, in talking about how your dad um, brought you along in in your ex your upbringing, which gave you some of the perspective and the outlook that you had. Um, I, I guess my question at that point would be, it sounds like you're saying it's important for us to be able to identify opportunities as we as we go along, um, and then not only identify them, but then figuring out how to how to make it happen. Say say a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it's important to pay attention. Um, I I was able to see that um, uh, with 21 children in his family, my father had 21 brothers and sisters, um, <clears throat> same father and um, same land um, and how important the property of the land was to their well-being. Yeah. Not their job, not the job they had, but how land, if you had land, you could make the land work for you. Uh, first of all, you had your home there. Then you had cattle there. Then you had uh, um, um, vegetables and, and farm. you farmed it. And you went to the market on Saturday and you sold. It always intrigued me how he would sell the grain and sell things and share it with neighbors, but to, um, to monetize the investment that the land uh, created the opportunity for and with. And, um, and so for me, your, your, your future was not necessarily in, can I get a job? Is the job coming to an end? Because a lot of jobs, you don't earn your value, especially back in those days if you were a minority in particular and i'm not you know afraid to say that but um but if you knew how to work the land saw the value of the land and uh it's appreciated so i always was intrigued that you have with real estate and so i became a a realist as well as an idealist and the idealist aspect of my mindset keeps me reaching for the ideal even if it's not the present reality so i'm a realist to know uh, what's really happening where i stand and where a community stand but the idealistic aspects makes me reach beyond the present so i'm a tamed idealist <laughs> i like that man that yeah that might work at some other time uh, you might hear that another <laughs> time or another yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say yeah. So being real enough to reach for the ideal um, yes. 
and, and understanding that reaching for the ideal without being on a foundation that is real is really wishful thinking. So being able to empower yourself uh, to the realities around you so that now you have a vantage point where you can reach beyond um, what, what was readily available. Yes, which in fact transforms my present reality. Wow. By having been grasped by ultimate reality, which wow. is reality not yet realized. And so the ideal pulls me from the world as it is to the world as I imagine it to be. Wow. Wow. So here's a, here's a, that's deep, Doc. So now here's a, here's a question slightly out of, out of a different pocket, but I think it um, can help, help us to get where we're going. So with all of this real estate investment and all of the things that you've accomplished over the years, and there are so many, I, I didn't even try to do the resume on you um, because it kind of speaks for itself. Um, and it, it, I'm sure some of it will just come out of the conversation. But uh, have you ever been a licensed realtor? Uh, no. Uh, to answer your question succinctly, no. But I've been, uh, I've, uh, which I've always been an investor, investor, and uh, and uh, and an acquirer, and buying and selling and acquiring, um, and. Uh, so the license, I've always had strong relationships with licensed uh, realtors uh, and developers and, uh, and, 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 and use that to my advantage and, and see trending, see market trending, see where city plans, take a glimpse at city plans, see what the planners know that the community does not know. And, um, so no, I've never been a, a, a licensed um, real estate agent or um, broker, but I've always had strong relationships with those realtors that I had earned my trust, my confidence um, based on their knowledge and, and their ability to also uh, create opportunities. Yeah, so. see, the reason I asked that, I know that question came kind of out of left field. The reason I asked it is because there are so many of us that stop at barriers thinking that because of this or because of that, I cannot move forward in a way that benefits me. But what you're, what you're saying to me is without having any real estate specific credentials, you are still able to make the best of the circumstances around you and you were able to take advantage of some opportunities based on relationships. Yes, and um, and I was always I have always been a bridge. I could uh, and I could broker deals between uh, um, persons who are looking for properties and realtors that I knew. But w the thing I want to mention now is that the transitioning from uh, affordable housing, but into some commercial space mm. in which we could have some uh, uh, women and minority businesses, and um, and so as you may remember as a as a young man when we went to uh, 12th Street uh, in our area and we bought our first uh, multi-story uh, commercial building. And then we went from there and bought additional, we bought a theater building and turned that into a cultural arts center mm -hmm. called the Ellington. So and after I'd done, uh, gotten kind of steep into uh, residential 
properties, I had this uh, urge to get into the commercial side and to understand the commercial side of lending and rates and, and, and the differences in those values and valuations. And um, which led to uh, looking at various uh, corporate structures or business structures as corporations or LLCs or partnerships as well as uh, proprietorships. So to uh, continue in that real estate market forced me to look at business models by which I could take advantage of tax advantages and, and, uh, and further build upon what I, um, as opposed to um, um, being totally at risk in my personal assets and so forth based on my, my ventures. Right, right, right. That makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. So it seems like based on just the instincts you had as a young man, uh, and then how your journey led you forward. And you know how we roll. We know that that was God ordering every last one of those steps. And so yes. now that brought you into a place where you were, you had some credibility um, just because of what you had done. You were able to establish some credibility in, uh, even in the real estate space and uh, be able to move forward with some projects at which I'm trying to build a segue here to fast forward us into some of the things you're doing nowadays. So yes, David, just talk to me a little bit about some of the projects along the way or some of the things you're involved in today that are really helping folks to gain resources they might not have otherwise had um, okay. based on the work you're doing. Okay, the natural progression for me was to start with residential acquisitions and ownerships and then moving into, as I mentioned, the corporate I mean, the uh, commercial uh, spaces. And then uh, the next level was moving to uh, multiple family housing. Starting off with two family housing and uh, in the city of Brooklyn, we built the 21 two family houses and then uh, and uh, led the community, minority community into acquiring them and with some subsidies and so forth uh, after we built it. And it improved the community, improved their lives, improved people. And, and then moving now, uh, most recently, into uh, senior citizen housing, uh, multiple family, two, three, four stories, and beyond. Uh, so going from starting getting my feet wet with a few bungalows here and there, uh, or contiguous, and moving into the commercial space, and then into uh, two-family, and then into multi-family, and to multi-story. So it's been kind of a... a, a kind of up the ladder move for, for me now. And uh, I've enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it and seemed to uh, understand it um, in a way that, uh, that allows me to be a blessing to many uh, economically as well as um, quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I need you to know that that journey and your willingness to share wisdom from the journey has really been an inspiration. I know to me, but there are so many others whom I know have uh, broadened their horizons of vision and have, have been encouraged to reach for the ideal, even though they've got to deal with the real, um, yes. based on what they have seen in, in your example. What would you say um, ha has been one of the toughest obstacles to overcome in getting to where you find yourself these days? Well, um, 
I think an obstacle was one that I had to, was a mental obstacle. At one point early on, I thought I had to give up uh, my natural uh, quest and natural ability to do real estate and the business side. And I thought I had to give it up when I went into ministry right. uh, because I didn't uh, understand that that they the two could uh that faith can shake hands with finances oh, yeah and when then that bell rang uh, my challenge was diminished but those are challenges for me thinking of what i have to do now if i'm going to move forward in ministry um how can i continue this uh this um this 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 venture these ventures into real estate that requires a lot of attention paying attention and and um uh, energy and time and um uh, and when I saw that the people that I was ministering to, one of their greatest needs was needs was uh, housing and upgrading upgrading their uh, their well being, you know, and their quality of life. And so uh, I saw in the Bible this scripture that says, uh, "Brethren, above all, I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." So I saw the relationship between faith and finances. And then I read in the book of Joshua, you know, from a faith perspective, faith-based perspective, is that wherever you place the sole of your feet, Joshua, I will give you that land. Literally, wherever you place the sole of your feet, I will give you that land. I start placing my feet on property, walking around, <laughs> and that's where that's where the magical powers of imagination and vision are birthed and, and cultivated, and the powers of the universe. Uh, are at your disposal to help you to achieve uh, those kinds of dreams when um, when those images uh, be, are in your mind through vision. And so uh, when I learned that faith can and will shake hands with finances and how it can be a blessing to your family and to your future and to your finances and to uh, uh, all that you do, I saw the connection. It's not an either or well, there's a connection that God wants us to prosper. Yeah, Doc. You're talking my talk now. But well, Pastor Byron, if I might, uh, in the interest of time, tell you what happened. So it didn't stay with me and my family. Then I had an urge, I believe it was driven by the Holy Other, God, uh, to want uh, to see the community experience what I had and my family were experiencing. Um, so... I came up with a model that I used in certain seminars when I was called upon to lecture. And you may have heard it, but let me just share it. It's going the uh, community, community education. Now I got to create forums to educate community, whether it's five in the group or 20 or 60 in the group. Uh, community education as to how others can do families out of, of the, uh, of, of the power of lack into abundance. And then from community education to community organization, hmm. sometimes we have to get the community, because listen, some of these things you're doing, you gotta get approvals, you gotta get a zoning approvals, you gotta get planning approvals. And at that point, you need the community who see that you're trying to uplift them to help come out and, and impress upon these persons sitting on these boards and councils and the building departments understand that the community is behind this. And now you got community support. So you're bringing them along with community education, community organization, and then there's a community action. Mm. So, okay, we're going to acquire this 
this land. We're gonna we're gonna have a big push to um, to fill this apartment these apartments up or this or this uh, community with new housing. So it's community action. The whole community is involved now, just, not just me and my family, but now the community is involved. And then we have we look up and we have community development because community education, community organization, the community action. Mm -hmm. And now we have community development, which equals ultimately economic development. Nice, nice. Community education, community organization, mm -hmm. community action. That's correct. Into community development. You got it, my son. Oh, and, man. I, and if you do it right, you will have, you will have the perfect recipe for economic development. Man, that's powerful stuff, Pop. Yeah, that's generic. That's powerful yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. full disclosure, it's because of some of these principles that you've taught over the years, you've modeled over the years, that now, you know, we find ourselves out here with Water Walkers LLC. And yeah. we're trying to have the same kind of impact uh, in the community where we came from, you know, in order to be able to kind of direct the future for ourselves rather than just receiving or, or accepting what someone's trying to foist upon us. I love what you said there, uh, modeling. I, it, ironically, as you said that, I looked at my little notepad and I was looking at the word model. And that's what you are becoming now. You have become a model of that which has been, had been modeled to you. And um, you know, there's a term that we don't use that often. It's called uh, colonization or colonizing. In other words, how replicable is the model? Yes, how repli how repli uh, replicable is the paradigm or the model that can assure you economic development going through the phases of community education, organization, action, development, and uh, economic development. So, uh, so not only do we come up with a model, you first have to become a model. A model. And that's what I see. Um, happening in your life and with your family and bringing your daughters and your wife along with you who are members as i understand of your of your organization called water walkers llc they are they're integral parts am i right about that exactly that's, right. they're that's, all that's in. wonderful that's wonderful when the uh it's intragenerational you know when you, when when two generations can shake hands in a business model for uh development of family and, and wealth, but also development of community. I think that's, I think that's admirable yeah. and uh, a worthwhile goal. I'm only doing what I was, what I was, what I was shown how to do. And, yeah. you know, you'd be, you'd be proud to know, uh, I think I've shared it with you, but I'm gonna say it for the people right now that um, your oldest granddaughter has mm -hmm. gotten her real estate license. She's on her way. She's able to do what she needs to do. Wonderful, wonderful. And your first daughter-in-law um, yes. has now gained the accreditation. She will be going forward as a lending officer, as a loan originator. Okay. And okay. so what we're trying to do is put together a model where we are self-containing the things yes. that are needful for our community and for our enterprise so that at the end of the day, when we leave out to, to, to shake hands with other entities, then we have something to bring to the table. So yes, uh, have a lot to bring to the table, a team yes, coming to the table, a model. Yes. And I think it's wonderful. Uh, Elliot and Elliot and Elliot and Elliot. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Fully, 
Yeah. Yeah. You got your family involved. And that's, and that's wonderful. Uh, we don't see enough of that within um, our, our people, among our people. And I think that's the power. Um, actually, power is organized people and organized money, you know. So they have access to money, you know, amid many communities. I don't know what's happening in Virginia, but in New York, we still, New York, we still have redlining in certain zip codes and the communities. And we have to overcome those obstacles. And I see them as uh, being uh, blockage, but um, stones that we must step over, which becomes a stepping stone. So uh, um, I'm, I'm praying for you and I encourage you. And I'm one of your uh, biggest cheerleaders. We talk, we have our little sessions in the mornings around eight o'clock, 8.30. And just to see, and the fact that you, uh, you and your family get up every morning as though you're going off to work, you are, but you're working for yourselves and you're working for the community and you're working for God and you're working for a common good. So um, keep it up, stay the course, um, don't be distracted by those who, because this is a new paradigm for many in our communities. So sometimes what people don't understand, they fear. Yes, but sir. when they start seeing uh, the fruit of your efforts now, uh, then they begin to understand and wanna know how they can join. People will join success. So, so uh, keep your model and success is to be uh, um, enjoyed, realized, and had. And that's what I know will happen and I'm watching it happen. I'm observing it and, I'm, uh, and I'm, I, know, I, I know it's God's will in your life. So keep it up, my son. I cannot tell you um, how much, how proud we are of you. The family's proud of what you're doing and the fact that God is using you in a mighty way. Sometimes I think it's me doing it, but it's you. <laughs> Man, listen. That takes my breath away, man. That means everything. Yeah. That means yeah. everything. that's a t that's a tailwind. Um, yeah. When my father's got my back, and when my father's got my back, then oh I, yeah, who who gonna, who who gonna stand before us when we call exactly. on that great name? Exactly. And they better be careful with this great name. So exactly, uh, exactly. God be the glory for all of Thank that. You. Look, Thank you. Pop, I'm gonna Thank let you, you. I'm gonna let you roll out, man. I know you. I okay. know you got a lot going on, but I I'm thankful that you joined us on the Real Estate Podcast. Um, anything you want to, any last words you want to share with the folks before we, before we turn them loose? Well, I just, um, uh, want to say that this, this, um, experience, uh, in this podcast today has in fact been a type of community education. Right. And so, uh, we are well, you're well into the, uh, first steps of moving, matriculating to community organization. It's now the Elliot and the Elliot, Elliot and the Elliot but you're gonna be bringing along others. And I know you will be, because I know it's in your nature. Uh, that's been your track record is to bring, when you were a musician, you brought along other musicians and, um, and you have that knack. So when I talk to you a year from now, it's gonna be water walkers will have expanded to another level in order to handle the business that's coming your way uh, for the betterment of the beloved community. We received that, man. We received that and we're gonna walk forward in it. Um, real estate family, listen. Uh, Y'all just caught some of the realest, realest you're going to ever find. Um, we're thankful for Bishop Elliott, also known as Dr. Phil, uh, my Dr. Phil. And uh, we're thankful for him joining us today. We're thankful for each of you signing on uh, to this episode. And make sure you like, share, subscribe, do what you've got to do to make sure this thing goes all the way around the community, all the way around the world. We're going to keep coming at you with conversations like these so that at the end of the day, we can empower ourselves to really make a difference where we find ourselves. Listen, you have a wonderful uh, time doing what you do. 
And most of all, make sure you always keep it real. Mm -hmm.